Welcome to the premiere. The first, the Alpha to the Omega, the Hot Toy Cast. The classy and altogether upmarket podcast where you use your ears to listen and learn all things high-end collectible action figures from the likes of Hot Toys, Enterbay, E3 Toys and Sideshow Collectibles. Every month or so, your hosts and I will review and discuss the latest news and releases from those companies that make action figures that we could only dream of as a kid, sadly. Now, if you will, allow me to introduce your most noble hosts. My name is Master O'Donoghue, also known as Eamon on Toy Boards. My name is Master Jeff Parker, also known as Wookster on many places online. Uh, I'm Master James Doble, also known as Captain Jack Sparrow. And I'm Master Michael Crawford, known as Michael Crawford across most boards, as well as at uh, my website, mwctoys.com. We four are all lovers and collectors of action figures that cost us an arm and a leg, and sometimes other vital parts of our anatomy. Maybe a, an odd kitten or two. Maybe a puppy. Well, we're not coming, really. So let us crack on with this year's podcast, or as we've ingeniously christened, the Hot Toy Cast. Everybody clap. Yes, bravo, bravo, Woo! bravo, bravo, bravo. Now, Bravo. to get this first podcast on the go, I think it'd be a nice way to introduce ourselves by actually discussing about what makes a bunch of guys who should probably know better love collecting high-end collectible action figures. So, Master Jeff, sir, if you would kindly take us on to why we, intelli- relatively, we think, intelligent <laughs> men love spending such obscene money on such, yeah. such toys. I think relatively is the, is the all-important uh, key word there. Um, I, I really don't know where to start on this one because I think it's something that you know, is, is just inherently in you. You're either a collector or you're not. You kind of get it or you don't. Uh, regardless of what you collect, obviously with us, it's toys, but I would, I, would, I would hazard a guess that with all of us, toys is just one part of it. If you're a collector, you just collect stuff in general, you know, whether it's books or comics or films or Whatever you're just a collector. I mean, how do you guys feel about that? Are you are you are you, other, are you collectors outside of the frame of toys? Uh yeah, I've been a collector my whole life of something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, me too. Probably. Yeah. I have, you know, I collect movie posters and, yeah. and uh, Blu-rays and yeah, yeah. There's always been in, something that I've collected. And I'm betting when you were kids, it was like you know bubblegum cards or stickers. Kid the egg toys. <laughs> Kinder egg toys. Yeah, I actually went through a really bad phase of Kinder egg toys. It was like an addiction. Remember the little steel a, cars you could get? I take it you have Kinder Egg toys in America? You must do. No. You don't have no, Kinder No, no, no. People can choke no. on that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the U.S., you can't buy anything inside candy like that. But we, if you go up to the up to Canada, you can get them. Yeah. And I know, I know Mike, I think I'm right in thinking, you were, you were big on the McDonald's, McDonald's toys as well, weren't you? Oh, good God, yes. That's kind of what started me on toys in the 1980s in terms of collecting them. Yeah, uh, the stupid McDonaldland toys. Yeah, I had yeah. Uh, boxes and boxes of those things. Uh, I, I, have admit, I have to admit, I did. I, I never even ate in McDonald's, but I used to collect the toys. I remember, I remember really getting into it when they had those little transformer ones that kind of looked like you know a little portion of fries or a burger, and they turned into little robots. That's the one that made me buy it. But anyway, going back to one sixth. While we're into one sixth, I think you know, with me that the, the seed was kind of planted way back when I was just a kid, and it was like you know, GI Joe in America, we had Action Man. And it would just seem to be a really good scale. I just really liked playing with them. I liked all the accessories. I liked the fact you could dress them up. I mean, it's like, you know, I know, I know there's a lot of people out there that hate the word doll. But, you know, they, they were dollies for boys, but they were macho. And they had guns and they had grenades. And, and it was just, Exactly. Yeah, Eagle you know, eyes, yes. Absolutely. And gripping hands. And, and then, they, then they started having real hair. And, uh, and so, yeah, I was, I was really kind of hooked from, from that when I was a kid. And then kind of, I kind of, well, like a lot of people, I got into Star Wars. I collected all the little Star Wars figures. Um, and then when I went to college, I um, I kind of lost interest, like most people, you know, girls and, and beer and cars and everything. Damn those seemed, girls! 
Yeah, they all just seemed way more important, so I ended up selling most of my collection, as I think a lot of people do. I've still got all the figures, but all the spaceships went. And then, um, and then yeah, I kind of got back into it in the mid-90s when Hasbro started doing the 12-inch Star Wars figures, which, looking back, were pretty ropey. But at the time, you know, they were pretty cool because they were, they, were, they were really expanding on all the figures. And then my wife bought me the, um, the first sideshow, Boris Karloff, uh, as, as the monster from Frankenstein. And that, that was it. That was nice. it. It was game over. It was kind of like once I had that, I remember unboxing it Christmas Day and just thinking, wow, this is it. This, this is how it should be. This is, this is where it's going. And, and that, that was it. That was it. I was, it was kind of it was a downward spiral from there. I don't know about you guys, but that, that was it for me. I was addicted. What about yourself, James? Um, strangely, I guess, um, I pretty well parallel Jeff, I think. Um, just, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to say I ever really stopped uh, collecting anything. I guess I've kind of never um, grown out of that, so to speak, I guess as a, a lot of people would say. Um, it was just, I, I always collected stuff from when I was younger, and um, I had, strangely, I had an action man um, when I was really young. I don't remember how I got it, because obviously it was, uh, was G.I. Joe over here, yeah. but I had, he had eagle eyes and the kung fu grip and the hair. Um, yeah. Yes gotta have the kung fu grip (laughs) (laughs) um and that kind of i'm sure that kind of sparked my um kind of interest in 12 inch figures um and then when uh hasbro brought out the 12 inch gi joes again um the the really early ones i loved those and then you know i uh i kept buying those and then um i also got the star wars figures as well um and uh, I, that transition to, I, I think when I was in um, maybe my freshman year in high school was when um, Alfrex, if you guys remember them, uh, started to bring oh, yeah. out their uh, samurai figures. And I've always been a fan of, um, you know, Kurosawa and, uh, you know, the Zatoichi films, all the kind of Japanese samurai films. Um, I've always loved them. So I got really big into. Uh, buying those figures, and I have um, quite a collection of them. And then from from there, I've got, I sorry, I've got to ask. I got to ask at that point. Have you got Lone Wolf and Cub? I do. Oh, I've always wanted that. I've always wanted that set. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a really good one. I think yeah. um, those figures will always have kind of a special place in my heart. I think, um, and they're still. I mean, they don't necessarily hold up to the kind of sculpts we're seeing now just because they were it was a different time then and it was they used different materials but they're still awesome um and i always love those i don't have them on display right now because i'm really kind of careful with them um but i've been meaning to do kind of a youtube retrospective on them because i don't think a lot of people um who collect now kind of remember what those were all about and what they were like um but yeah from there i just uh started getting into sideshow um, and then from Sideshow, I think I kind of naturally transitioned into Hot Toys and Enter Bay, um, and just never stopped, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you other guys feel about it, but, I, you know, if you really are into something, and we are obviously into 216, I, I kind of almost look upon it as, like, some figures are kind of important. You know, they, they, they kind of they mark a kind of uh, an era, a time when all of a sudden detail changed or something happened. Like I was saying, I mean, like, like the, the Boris Carl of Frankenstein was a moment where I thought, you know, somebody's really up their game here. And I can always remember, you know, getting, like, some early Medicom figures, particularly, like, when they did the, um, the, the Vader with the... Uh, 
removable helmet, things like yes. that. It's kind of like, I'm, I'm never going to get rid of it. Even if somebody does it 10 times better, that figure is so important because it kind of all of a sudden made everybody think, it can be done this good. You can do it this good, <laughs> yeah. and now you, need, now you need to make it better. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of waiting for Hot Toys to make that distinction with rooted hair here at some point because that's, that's one of those <laughs> things that's still, nobody's quite done it right, and I am keep no. hoping that we'll have some figure that will come out and it'll be, like, outstanding. Yeah, yeah. What about your collecting habits, Mike? And well, I, you know, I, I'm probably the oldest one here in the group, and so I started in the 60s with G.I. Joe. Um, I still have some of my G.I. Joes. I have I have a red-headed talking uh, astronaut. From oh, represent! Oh. Yeah, the re- and the only reason I ever uh. ended up with the redhead, who, of course, is the hardest to get because nobody wanted gingers, right? So the redhead was the hardest to get. I just happened to be that my sister had a boyfriend who was in the Marines at the time, and he was a redhead. And so, you know, she bought me the redhead of G.I. Joe's at that point. <laughs> so, yeah, he still works. His little record inside still talks, and uh, I've got him. I, I had Captain Action and Dr. Evil. I still got my Dr. Evil. I had uh, uh, probably my favorite, though, of all of that was the Mark's Best of the West. I love Westerns in general. I loved him as a kid. Yeah. Uh, I thought the Mark's Best of the West line was the was great because of the number of accessories that came with the figures. Uh, some of them just had such cool stuff. Like if you look at Sam Cobra from the 70s, probably what, 71, 72 he came out. Uh, he was a gambler and he kind of mirrors that same attitude that Hot Toys has today with their accessories where they do all the really detailed stuff. I mean, this is a, a figure from the 70s who has you know, a, a cue ball that has a, a Derringer hidden inside of it and a knife that slid up inside his sleeve Whoa. and, and oh, wow. you know, things, things of that nature which you see now but you didn't see a lot back then it was a more innocent time right <laughs> yeah so so i loved all that stuff when i was a kid you know i went and had major matt mason and um sadly don't have any of that stuff today but of course then i went off to college and, and it's kind of particularly hard for me to look back on that in a financially painful way because you know i was in college it, it, late high school early college when star wars and uh, Indiana Jones, you know, came out, and I had that opportunity. I could have been one of those guys who went and bought oh, all that man. stuff right off the shelf at Toys R Us, <laughs> and didn't, um, because of course I was into girls and booze, and and so you know it wasn't until later in the late '80s that I started getting into the McDonald's toys. And I'd always like like Jeff said, I've always been a collector. I've always collected something. Uh, and so, you know, I kind of gravitated. I was reading comics again fairly heavily in the late 80s, and that sort of gravitated into the McDonald Land toys, especially when they were doing a lot of the Batman stuff. When Batman animated series was on, they do that stuff. Yes. And then uh, what really was kind of a turning point is in the early 90s, my wife uh, bought me the Ren and Stimpy figures, <laughs> uh, which are really oh. awful figures, but I just loved that show. And 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 she bought those for me at KB Toys here in the United States. I was watching uh, it just yesterday. <laughs> yep, and that kind of it was a turning point where all of a sudden I could actually tell myself, oh, I just wasn't buying one here or one there to put on my desk at work. I was actually collecting them. Yeah. And uh, and at that point, then you know, I started getting more involved in the online community with with particularly the Usenet groups. And then uh, Jeff, the same figure for me, you know, that the Universal Monsters, when, when Sideshow did those, that was a turning point to really get me back into six scale. Yeah. I'd bought some of it, like with the Star Wars stuff, and, and, you know, a little bit here and there, but it wasn't a main collecting focus until Sideshow came along and started to do it really right at that time. 
<laughs> awesome. <clears throat> Myself, um, oh jeez, I guess, I guess besides the Kinder toys, I guess that was like the first thing I really collected. <laughs> and uh, but I guess the, the the big thing for me was of course Masters of the Universe. And before yes. that, I kind of be- my very first actually articulated action figure was oddly enough from my like seventh birthday was like Clubber Lang from the Rocky Three film. And that was the <laughs> very first figure, and of course Mr. T was huge at the time. And man, that figure went through hell to me. I loved that figure. And then I got Hannibal from the A-Team, and that was it. Then I kind of got the A-Team figures, and, and that's it. But then Masters of the Universe came along, and that hit me like like a godsmack. I swear, it was unbelievable. And mm. I, 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 that, that was it then. I, I'd been pretty much collecting anything to do with Masters of the Universe pretty much since then. And the 2002 came out, and, and that was it. So it's been He-Man and Yeah, and I've dipped into like uh, other little figures from time to time and, and here and that, but it's always been Masters of the Universe. Mm. And then um, I guess the, the really big kind of serious collecting time came again about like three years ago when all, always through my life I'd always been collecting He-Man. So I kind of like continued right up until, you know, till and, and they, they kept them with the classics then they released released in uh, about like four years ago I'd be mm-hmm. mad about them but then about three years ago oh my god I discovered Hot Toys <laughs> and I'd kind of seen Hot so. Toys I'd kind of seen Hot Toys as like ah they're dolls ah they're dolls you know He-Man has a punched waist he looks buff he's awesome the dolls look like humans <laughs> and I, like, oh, I know about that and I, I, at first, I didn't pay attention. Pay attention. I didn't like the idea that they kind of came assembled and they kind of had that kind of kid feel. But I knew that they were well made. But they just didn't kind of grab me. And I think the very first hot toy that ever grabbed me was the Iron Man Mark One. Yeah. When that came out, when the Iron Man first came out, and I, I mean, I saw the Joker. The Joker, the first Joker, just came up for, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's pretty good." But oh, he's still a bit dolly looking. I don't feel like that at all anymore. By the way, about about that. But once you once once I got that Iron Man Mark One. That was it for me. That was, that was game over. I think at the Terminator T six hundred, and 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 that was it. My first kind of real kind of doll like figure was was uh, was Dutch from Predator, and that yeah. was I, at the time I thought that was an amazing figure. And that was it. Then I was just hooked, and I started getting rid of a lot of like my other kind of more childishy figures, like the a couple of the Nekes and all these other things, to kind of help finance these these hot toys because it just rocked, and it's like every four weeks or so I'll just get this urge oh man I need a new hot toy I need a new hot toy <laughs> you know my Master Universe comes once a month and that's me kind of settled so I do get excited there and you may think I'm heathens but I still get more excited about a Master Universe figure than I do with my hot toys which is I know is crazy but that's just the way I am because I grew up with and whatever <laughs> but the, w- once a hot toy comes out of a move especially when it comes to motion pictures you grew up with yeah. you know especially when there's something like the aliens or the Terminator stuff that resonates with you I was like oh yes. lock have to, have, have to do these things mm. you know so and um, yeah, that's 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 pretty much my collecting. And well, it's kind of interesting. You, we keep mentioning dolls and action figures. I'm interested to hear how you guys define those two things. What's a doll to you, and what's an action figure? For, for me, do you know what? I, there just isn't a difference. I, I mean, I, I would say, well, when I'm talking about um, uh, Hot Toys or, or Medicom, you know, I don't mind calling them action because I don't mind calling them dolls. For me, if I was going to really define, you know, like a dictionary definition, for me, an action figure is something that is molded, is a plastic figure with, 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 with clothes that are molded on it. Whereas if you dress it up, then you can call it an action figure, but to me, it's a doll. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I'm, I'm confused. Do you understand that the first action figure, the term was defined... To right, but for GI Joe with clothes. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. So I always thought it was kind of. Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, go ahead, James. I I guess it's like, it's more it's more like marketing rhetoric, really. Yeah. If you get down to the 
the nitty gritty of it. It's it was just that's what Hasbro wanted to kind of say to differentiate themselves from the idea of kind of making a boys Barbie doll, right? That's just it. They very much didn't want boys right, to be so, playing with dolls. So I'm <laughs> How is a so so He Man is different than a Polly Pocket? Uh, I mean, they're both plastic with molded clothes, and one's for girls yeah, and one's yeah. for boys. He-Man is an action figure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, End I asked story. this question because I've always defined it a little differently. I think I think Barbie is actually an action figure. Yeah. Um, to me, a doll, the term existed before Barbie and G.I. Joe. Keep in mind that both of those things came out at about the same time. It's not like one was well in advance of the other. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so that that idea of that play thing came out at about the same time, and dolls already existed. Dolls had a very specific purpose; they were to allow little girls to feel like mommies. They were they were baby dolls. They were dolls that you you cared for and took, and you know that that you role played as an adult with the doll. Yeah. When action figures came out, both Barbie and GI Joes, the point of the toy was to allow you to to action role play as the toy. Yeah. You're yeah. you're transposing yourself onto the toy and that's where the action comes from. The the idea is you're now becoming this toy. Uh it's also why I think video games have somewhat supplanted uh, uh action figures because if you think about it that's also the point of a video game. Yes. It's role play as yourself. Yes. And so that's kind of why some of that's transplanted. So to me Barbies and all versions of 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 action figures are intended in that that role play, you know, play value. That's and that's kind of how I differentiate it. A doll is something yeah. like Chatty Cathy, which is you know a completely different purpose uh-huh. of play than Barbie or GI Joe. I think that nails it, actually, Mike. I, I, think, that, I that, think that does too. I think I think it pretty much nails on it. I mean, it's kind of my only thing is when you kind of think of it almost kind of anthropologically, and you go into like a museum and you see an early doll or you see an early representation of a, of a figure. And it, they're still kind of called dolls. It's kind of like, you know, it's, it's, it's just this kind of... Uh, I think it's just down to how we choose to define things and how we choose to kind of, like, categorise things. Like but no, I think, I think, as I said, I think Mike pretty much nailed it on the head, and particularly when you talk in kind of marketing terms. But, um, but yeah, I think it's just like a representation of a, of a human being is a doll. It's kind of, it's just, uh, it's, it's kind of how I kind of see it from, from that angle anyway. Mayans had them, I guess. The Egyptians had action <laughs> figures, man. Yeah, <laughs> the Romans, the Romans had action figures of gladiators, yeah. and they came with bio cards and everything. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, I learned they came that with little swords. Them. Yeah, and they, yeah, they came with uh, detachable swords and everything. That's so, right. Yeah, yeah. The Romans are making action figures. Absolutely. Which uh, actually, this actually ingeniously leads us onto our next topic. Actually, of our kind of uh, like talking about the demographics of collectors. You know, like what, what are the kind of, like, perhaps like what hoarders and, and stuff like that, and you know, what, what, what are the kinds of what, what, are, what is the general like demographic of these kinds of collectors? What, what kind of demographic are we talking here? Mike, do you want to take that one away? Well, you know what? Um, it, it's kind of interesting because I, having done reviews for so many years and having so much uh, contact with online communities right from the beginning, I, I've got to see that there's there's while this big group calls themselves, you know, sometimes toy collectors, sometimes action figure collectors, uh, that there is very, you know, there's a lot of difference. Uh, there is there are people like uh, I think a lot of us, you know, the four of us talk a lot about toys action figures we had as a kid and toys and there's an appreciation for articulation in those groups there's an appreciation for um, uh, being able to actually have something you can play with uh, 
there's also, you know, and we saw this with the rise of McFarlane uh, back in the 90s. There's also a mm-hmm. whole group of people who will call themselves toy or action figure collectors, but in my estimation, aren't really. They, they sacrifice uh, the toy value uh, for sculpt. What they really want is little plastic statues. You know, I started calling them nerd hummels uh, a because <laughs> that's what they really are, that. right? They're they're they they want the perfect look for their Terminator figure, and they don't care if it actually moves or anything, uh, as long as it's the perfect look. Paint and sculpt become the number <clears> one, <throat> and I think that that's a, that's an interesting group. But I think that's part that that group there is is one that really doesn't get uh, this high end six scale market. Mm. Uh, you know, they look at it and they go, "Well, first off, they're dolls." Yeah. Uh, so you know you're you're just sold off your masculinity. Oh, uh, heaven forbid! <laughs> heaven forbid! You do. Uh, so right. And and secondly, you know what? Why are you paying all this money for something you know that, that's got cloth clothes and it just doesn't look as good? You can never make it look as good as something where it's just a statue and it's completely <clears> sculpted. Uh, you know, and I think that's very interesting. I think I think that a lot of the people who uh, are collecting hot toys have that have that love for the ability to play with their toys. You know, that 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 nostalgia of how much fun they had uh, with action figures when they were kids. And and while you know, I, I suspect that there's not too many of the hot toys figures actually getting played with in any real sense of the word. Uh, they appreciate that that DNA is there. You know, they see that genetic makeup of what was once a G.I. Joe or an Action Man figure being represented still in something that is, the quality is ten times better. Well, I have to admit, just a couple of hours ago, well, when it was daylight, it's dark here in the UK now, I, I was literally laying on my belly in the back garden, photographing uh, the rescue version Captain America and Red Skull. And yes, I had a camera. Yes, I had a camera in my hand. But you know, I was playing. I was. I was. I was, I was, I was, I was putting these guys the in different play. positions. You know, it was. Kind of, I didn't make any kapow noises or anything like that. But um. Oh. But yeah, it's it's kind of like you know, I'm, a, I'm thinking here I am. I'm a I'm a 45 year old man. I'm laying on my dirt. I'm laying my belly in the dirt, and I'm photographing my action figures, stroke dolls. Well, I I, I hate to say this, but. <laughs> <laughs> When I was, you know, through the last 20 years, I've had a lot of, uh, uh, of experience with different kinds of collectors. And for a while, we had a group called uh, the Action Toy Organization of Michigan, which was a group. We had about 50 or 60 guys who, would, who were in the club, and we'd have a meeting every month. We'd get 15 or 20 guys together, and we'd trade. This was when Star Wars action figures were, you know, late, yeah. the late 90s. And we'd trade, and, and uh, we'd watch a movie or do something like that. Every once a month, we'd have a meeting. It was really great. I mean, we even got into battles yeah. with scalpers, and uh, you know, <laughs> it, it was just—it was just a great time. Uh, but I will admit, one time we were at—I was at a group meeting, and everybody was talking about different stuff. And I looked over to the side, and there was a guy at the meeting who was probably twenty-eight or twenty-nine years old, and he had a couple of his Star Wars action figures out, and he was actually battling. <laughs> you know, with, and, and I thought, oh yeah, we don't want anybody. <laughs> But it's funny, going full circle back to something you said earlier, Mike, about um, you know people who, who collect the McFarlane figures, and you know to them the articulation isn't an important thing. It's, it's just having this little perfect representation. And that kind of carries on a lot, I think, to people who are really into statues. Um, and it's funny because you know, I, I've kind of pretty much avoided statues most of the time. I've got a few in my collection when you know, a particular character's come along that, that I just don't think is going to get done as a one-sixth figure. But on the whole, I, I kind of avoid them. But it's funny how we've seen statues be the kind of the thing that everything was measured by in terms of paint application. 
And it has kind of gone full circle now. And it is, you know, companies like Hot Toys and, and Enter Bay and Sideshow are catching up really quick and, uh, and lots of others. Are, and it's kind of, it's kind of redefined, I think, um, what is the top end quality. Uh, I, I certainly think that, you know, when I go over to a place like Statue Forum and they would kind of look down their noses at the, at the, the action figure collectors. And all of a sudden you get a lot more of those people frequenting the Hot Toys threads and kind of saying, hey, well, you know, this is actually very impressive. Yeah. And, and you know what's funny about that is that the reality is um, the quality of the paint on Hot Toys or Enter Bay action figures is far superior to anything I've seen recently in statues. Yeah. The, the, yeah it, you're not seeing, even the PFs, you're not seeing that quality of lifelike skin and hair um, on any of that stuff. No. Even you know, on I looked at the Hobbit. wettest stuff for Hot the Hobbit, and it looks like the wettest stuff for the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, <laughs> there's like there's something probably in the plastic. I think that they use as well. It has a kind of luminescent flesh kind of quality to it as well. I think that can't be replicated with, you know, what 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 pottery or clay or any of that kind of stuff. I would imagine. I also, yeah, I also think a lot of it might come down to just how physically, if you've got a separate little plastic head that you can hold in your hand, you can put it into a mold. You can put it into like a special mask to to, to spray it. You can do all kinds of things with it. Um, whereas I think when you've got a statue and it's a big one piece thing, or perhaps you know the arms are stuck on afterwards, or the I, th- I think it must be it must be physically more difficult to get a paint as oh, yeah, as a camera sh- or handshake must be a killer on the statue. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Because uh, you know I don't know how much of it's done by hand. I don't know how much of it's done mechanically. Um, but regardless of that situation, just physically getting into an area to paint it perfectly, I think is easier when you've got a separate little head than it is obviously when you've got a full figure. It just kind of kind of stands to reason. <laughs> Right. So let's see. Back on demographics of collectors and hoarding, and you know, Jeff mentioned collecting his being mostly toys. I have to admit that that uh, the only thing that separates me from that uh, people on that show, the hoarders, is a sense of organization. <laughs> um, I have. If you were to go in my barn right now, you would think, "Oh my God, he's got a problem." Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of stuff, and and I collect. Like I said earlier, I collect prop replicas. I collect movie posters, and and my pop culture collectibles cross, you know, busts and statues. And it's not so much the medium for me as it is the licenses. If it's if it's something you know that's a license I really like, like Batman, uh, it doesn't really matter to me what the medium is I'm going to buy it anyway if it's cool uh, you're going to buy it yeah I, I probably have the same approach as Mike I guess in that respect if it's something I like I buy it um, and you, I've kind of um, lately I've kind of cut down because <laughs> I was getting a little crazy um, uh, you know I would see a movie I liked and be like oh, I gotta have those figures from that you know and then they take up space and what do you do with them um so there's always that argument of like, do I really need this? So um, I've kind of tried to step back and be like, do I really need this? Am I gonna, you know, get any use out of it? What's it gonna do for me in the future? As far as collecting terms, not in as far as reselling terms, because I, I don't think I'd ever approach the hobby from that aspect. Um, <clears throat> do you open all of the yours? Other- have, you, have you any like stored away? Do you, is there any ones that you've like clo- like not, that you? that are not on display, do you have, like, ones packed away? I'm kind um, of leading to our hoarders discussion here, you say. Yes. You know, to be honest, I do. On um, It all depends on the figure, I think. Um, every now and then, for Hot Toys, I'll buy two. Um, if it's one I really like, um, I'll get, like, a multiple. Um, or... Really? Uh, to, <laughs> oh, well, yeah, what's the last um, multiple you bought? 
Um, I have two eighty-nine Batman. Oh jeez. Um, I'm going to take. I'm going to hazard a guess that you got two Jack Sparrows. I have two DXs. <laughs> I do. I do have two <laughs> Jack Sparrows. Um, I'd like to get three actually. Why, <laughs> why, why three. more than one? Why, why two? Well, sometimes I want to. Um, uh, Jeff had a good point too. Um, was with Jack Sparrow, I wanted to show him kind of in two different outfits and both his right. with both different heads, um, kind of in two of it. You know, his two kind of major ah, yes, looks, jacketless and yeah. Um, so I posed him like that um, with '89 Batman. Um, I actually got two accidentally because um, I ordered one for a friend of mine, and then he backed out on me, and I was I had already paid for it, so um, I figured I'd just hang on to it um, in case you know somebody down the line wanted one, I could trade with them or something um but every i think i have two indiana jones no i might have three indiana jones wow. <laughs> yeah I have, um, well i have multiple indiana jones just because sideshow did them and hot toys did him and then as i was getting them i thought you know i could put him on a horse and i can put him in the yeah. tannis map room yeah. and i can you know i mean there were multiple poses i think that's the only time i end up with multiple hot toys is because i want like how can you not have two red skulls Yes, right. That, I mean, you've Hugo got to have head both heads on this And to me, it's like, how do you not have two Indiana Jones? Because you know, you got to go jacket. You got to right. go without the jacket. And then, um, you know, I'd like to kind of. It, there's a possibility Hot Toys might never revisit it, so it'd be mm. cool to kind of rip one up and bloody him a bit and do a Temple of Doom, or um, I just always like to have that option. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, every time we buy an Iron Man figure, it's really like buying yeah. the same figure yeah. over yeah. and over again. <clears throat> are there many hoarders out there, do you think? Are, are there many people who just buy these hot toys? To, I mean, well, well, for, for starters, what are we defining as a hoarder here now? Because to yeah, me, you see, it's my ignorance here is now be like you, pointing the finger over at James there. And be saying, what do you want two of those for? You only want one. <laughs> but now you're you know, I, I was like, watching oh, a yeah, show. There's, there's another show on uh, that's about uh, – uh, it's called Taboo. And it covers all kinds of socially uh, unacceptable behaviors. <laughs> and one show was about collecting and hoarding. And uh, they showed this guy in Arizona who has uh, somewhere in the neighborhood uh, of uh, north of a million butterflies. Um, wow. And he's got them all in his house. I mean, he's and he's 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 recognized as one of the the three largest butterfly collectors in the world. I mean, it's just insane. But dead ones, I assume. Uh, but he has all of the butterflies categorized. He has them all in the trays, in the display cases, um, all stacked up. You know, he's got them all. It, 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 they're not, you know, randomly thrown around. It's all a very organized collection. And in the program, they asked a psychologist, isn't this guy a hoarder? And the psychologist said, no, he does not fit the definition of a hoarder. A hoarder keeps everything practically they get, and they just it just turns into one big giant mess. There's no organization. There's There's... Having the the thing isn't what really mattered to the hoarder as much as getting the thing, um, mm -hmm. and so they 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 tend to just let their. It's not really a collection; it's just a, a big pile of stuff. Whereas a collector actually has organization, and now you can become an obsessive collector, <laughs> <laughs> which is a different thing. But yeah, it's not which really we important. are none of, of course. No, yes, none of. Well, I was just said I was a pack rat. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I have to admit, it's kind of reached tipping point in my household in as much as uh, downstairs, you know, when you come in, you can see that there's someone who's a little bit eccentric and likes toys in the house. But at the same time, they're not, they haven't taken over. But my loft space, which is where I do my storage, is, um, is, is you know, it's, it, it is to the point where I'm just thinking, I've got, I've got to do something. So I've, I literally said to my wife today, you know, it's going to be uh, Operation Catalog has got to stop cause I, start because I, I just need to start taking stuff out so I can start putting it in order again because it's got to the point when I'm doing a review or I'm taking some photographs and I think, right, I want another figure to be in this photo. It's got to the point, I, you know, I can, be, I can be up there for like sort of two hours looking for the other figure to go with it because it's like, oh my God, which box did I put it in? So, um, yeah, I mean, it has kind of reached that tipping point for me where I'm thinking, you know, am I, can, I, can I officially categorize myself as a hoarder or am I just a collector? But, uh, I don't know. You love having these upstairs. I think, I think the oh, yeah. hoarders, there's, there's a lack of emotion and a lack of kind of... You know, the, do, you know, do you know the thing I really love, and I bet you get this as well, Mike, is that when you have uh, a big collection and you have stuff in boxes or crates and, and they're kind of like, you know, two metres back and you haven't looked at them for a while, and then you do have one of those days where you think, right, I'm going to get everything out, and you discover stuff and you, you find stuff you actually forgot you've got. Oh, and yeah, like, there's kind of that excitement all over again when you're unboxing I really it. can't oh, wait. Wow, I, I'm, yeah. I'm doing but the same thing Jeff is talking about. I've finally, if, I, I'm doing a lot of uh, remodeling on my house and I'm doing it myself. So once I get all that work done, which is hopefully with before the end of the year, um, I, I, the next thing on my list is going through my collection and doing all that cataloging, deciding what I'm keeping, what I'm going to sell, and what I'm going to uh, uh, put on display, and then setting up a really nice display in this building that I have on my property. Yeah. So wow. I, so I've really, I can't wait because you know there are boxes and boxes of stuff I haven't seen in five, six years at oh. least. <laughs> and I just cannot wait to see, uh, like the six scale stuff. I can't. I, I don't remember all the sideshow stuff I have. I would guess I pretty much yeah. have close to everything they've ever done, especially in the early years. But I don't remember it all. Yeah. Uh, and and other stuff like uh, I was somebody mentioned the other day to me uh, because in my in my bar I have uh, the talkie Tina sitting out uh, that Entertainment <laughs> Earth did. And somebody said, "Hey, do you remember that movie with the with the little guy that was uh, like a voodoo kind of character, and the woman stuck him in a in a stove and tried to burn?" And I said, "Yeah, the trilogy of terror. That was the the Zuni warrior." And I thought, "You know, I've got one of those out in the barn somewhere. <laughs> I've got to dig that up." So yeah, I'm really looking forward to being able to get back through and and it is. It's like you find this stuff all over again. Yeah, and it is. It is like I mean, I was literally a couple of months back. I was looking for something, and discovered a box that did have a load of old sideshow figures in it. I'd forgot that I bought and uh, and a couple of them were the dark crystal figures and I was just like oh, so excited nice. I was like oh wow I forgot I forgot they even did them you know I forgot that how cool they were and they were really good figures too yeah yeah absolutely oh, I, 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 forget I, about those that's terrible no but it's kind of it's, it's weird you know you, you, it's, as Mike was saying you know there is stuff that you haven't looked at for, for a few years because you know you're, you're storing it and there's this little thing in the back of our head and I bet we're all guilty of it is that <clears throat> you're just waiting for the world to discover what an absolute genius you are at something and, and you're going to get rewarded <laughs> and you're going to end up with a mansion and you're going to be so rich you don't know what to do and that is the time when all this stuff is going to come out and be displayed and you're going to have probably a, you know you're going to have a suite of rooms to display in you know, that's what you're thinking in the back of your head well i know i am deluding myself no i'm guilty of well that and too. i can't wait to i'm try probably to figure out how to display it <laughs> right i mean because you want to do it in a way that's classy and yeah and, yeah and yeah. it shows off the collectible really well you don't want it to junk things up or you know you don't want it to be you know, uh, overcrowded, and and even that, even that process of spending time thinking about and designing away—that's cool. That's fun. Yeah, absolutely, it is. It's a sort of an adult form of play. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. 
I mean, I have a local um, museum in the, in the town where I live, and I was chatting to them about uh, a display when I took my kids down there, and it was something to do with the Romans. And I said, "Oh, I've got these, you know, figures of gladiators, and you know, if you wanted to borrow them, I could, uh, I could lend them." And then we got talking. I was talking about all the other figures. I was saying, "Hey, you know, we could just put on a display of, of all your figures, you know, all the film stuff and everything." And then I was kind of getting really into it. And then I, I thought, "Hang on, what's, what's the security going to be like, be like down there?" And I, I started talking to them, and they were saying, "Well, you know, there isn't really any security. We just we put some of them in cabinets." be on display and also I was thinking actually I don't really want to do this because I'm going to end up walking and it was kind of like really sad because I thought you know they, they as, as Mike was saying you know you think they need to be well displayed and they kind of deserve to be seen you know it's like yeah. it's like toys deserve to be played with and it's it's some of those bizarre things but um yeah I don't know perhaps one day perhaps one day <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. we'll all make our millions someday eventually yeah absolutely yes uh, which I think probably would take us... We may as well like cover a, a recent topic, I guess. It's been our first show. We may as well try and cover something a little bit recent, just in case we start rambling on talking about our collections and stuff like that. But we, we'll be able to go back into other other things, other things, topics. We've got plenty of other topics to be covering, I'm sure, over over the coming recordings. But I definitely think we should be uh, discussing what's been happening in the, like, the most latest stuff in, in, the, in the Hot Toys and uh, high, high-end action figure collecting world. And I guess this inevitably would lead me to ask about uh, the Batman and the Luke Skywalker, and just yeah. generally the kind of the way we do knee-jerk react. And I guess we're all kind of a little bit guilty of it, but sometimes it can get really extreme, especially on forums and things like yeah. that. <clears throat> and uh, in particular, the Batman DX uh, from the Dark, Dark Knight Rises and uh, the Luke Skywalker, and uh, yeah. we've obviously just seen pictures. Uh, on on uh, we saw one. We haven't seen actual in-hand pictures of Luke Skywalker yet, as far as I'm aware. We've seen a, not great photographs already, yeah. and 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 that's causing a right kerfuffle. And uh, the Batman did cause a bit of a kerfuffle, but even so, uh, we have a, there is the OMG pics, photographer OMG, and uh, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, if uh, Master James, if you wanted to uh, take take on that one, because you had some quite opinions on what's been going on there with those. Uh, I did, and uh, I guess to be honest about it, I had a, a little bit of a knee-jerk reaction myself. I know I messaged probably each one of you guys <laughs> in the, individually, I think, about it when I was like, oh my god, is this what Luke is going to look like? Um, and I'm not usually prone to that kind of thing. I, um, it did happen last year with Indiana Jones, um, and it's usually only when I pay really close attention to those um, forums Um and kind of get swept up in it. Um, but, you know, I took a step back and uh, looked at the pictures. And, you know, um, as far as Luke goes, I think he's going to turn out better than we see in those pictures. Um, at this point, we've heard all kinds of stuff. Like, uh, it's a custom sample. It's a sample for customs that Hot Toys sent. And then it kind of ended up accidentally on display um, at their Japan store. So, um you know that's what Hot Toys official line is, as far as I'm understanding it. That's right, um, yeah. Does yeah, that so, settle our brains? Does, does that make us feel better? I mean, because I don't know. I mean, because it's it's very strange seeing that kind of a figure in such kind of. It seems underpainted. It seems underdone. So yeah, maybe it is a halfway produced one. Mm. That's well, what I've, it seems like to me. 
I have to admit, you know, something that Mike said last week about, you know, when you are reviewing, you do tend to kind of avoid the forums a bit because you don't want to get too bogged down in what other people are thinking. And and I, I kind of do do that. But when um, when James, uh, as you say, you did drop me an email with your concerns, with, oh, I better have, a, better have a look at what's going on, what people are saying. And it was it was a shitstorm, wasn't it? I mean, it's kind of like, you know, yes. it was like it really opened up and everybody was like, you know, having a go at each other. And, and it was kind of, to me, it was like, you know, it's those few early photographs and this happens and they there is always this kind of knee-jerk reaction. They are, they are, there are the really good photos, and everybody's like, "Oh, praise the Lord! It's going to be fantastic!" And then it turns up, and like, "Oh, this isn't as good as that photo," you know, or vice versa, as is the case here. But um, I mean, once I saw the photos that, as you say, uh, you know, like Tom Wong and um, and Luca and uh, and OMG did uh, for, for sideshow uh, for the forum. Well, once I saw those, and I, I saw the Batman paper, I thought, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I'm sure there's a few little things here where it's a micron out, but on the whole, I thought it's great. And I'm just hoping and thinking it will probably be the same with Luca. I just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of hopeful it's going to be okay, and, and and I'll judge it once I can see it in my own grubby uh, mitts. Well, and and I think some of it too goes to you know, Hot Toys produces a high end product. Um, it's kind of like Pixar and their movies, right? It, yeah. Everybody wants everyone to be perfect, but there's also a group of people out there who's going to take every opportunity they can to find the one they want them to fail. Mm. They want they want to be able to say, "Wow, that you know, sure they're great, but boy, that one really sucks." Mm. And and there's always it, it's it seems like it's like blood in the water, right? You get you get one that some iffy photos comes out, and all of a sudden there's this group that jumps in there and really wants to rip it apart. Before they, there's really a lot of of in hand photos to be able to really get a good assessment. I think another part of it too is some of the psychology of buying stuff like this. I mean, you know, I, I did a feature article once about uh, that I called "Why Michael Is Wrong," which was about <laughs> because I hear it all the time. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I say something's good or if I say something's bad. The only time I'm right is when I don't say. It's either really good or really bad. If it's if I just come out and say, "Well, it was uh, kind of okay," I, I don't get much flack. But if I say something's really good or if I say something's really bad, I'm always wrong. Yeah, for at least part of the crowd. And and I tended to find that there were there were some some things going on. For one of them is uh, for people who have bought the figure. Um, when you see those early photos, two things sort of happen. First off, y- y- you're terrified because you just spent three hundred dollars on something, and it better damn well be good. Mm-hmm. So, so that you get really nervous and people overreact. On the flip side, the, the same thing happens where uh, you've spent three hundred dollars on something. It's good. I don't care if they mail you a turd in a box. You're going to say it was good because you spent three hundred dollars on it, and you're not going to accept the fact that it's not good. <laughs> you just can't. You have to rationalize that you would yeah. not have spent three hundred dollars on a piece of junk. Um, likewise, there's a group of people out there who it, it, these are expensive. There's just no way you can buy them all. It, it, mm. it, it's just not possible. It's not even possible to buy a lot of them. They're just really expensive, and so there is some of that sour grapes thing going on. You know, the fox and the sour grapes, where where people will look at it and, and they couldn't have afforded it in the first place, to, and and they don't really want it to be good. You know, it makes yeah. them feel better that they can't afford and can't have it if they if 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 it turns out that it really isn't as good as they thought it was going to be. Yeah. So I think some of that goes on too. I think it affects some of that. And when it's an early photo and you don't really have a lot of of actual facts yet to back it up, all of that bubbles to the top and it turns into this total, you know, shitstorm as Jeff said. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think the problem with Batman is people are getting really. Um, nitpicky about it. Well, I, I don't necessarily want to say nitpicky, 
Um, oh, you can say nitpicking. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. I agree. Yeah, I think people's expectations have been you know, the bench has the benchmark has been set very high by side by early on sideshow and Hot Toys have carried it on, and you've got companies like Enterbay that are getting you know up there as well. And I think you know everybody has got to a point where they're thinking, right, I'm paying you know 150, 200, 250 dollars for this thing. I want it to be perfect. Yeah. And that's understandable. You're spending a lot of money, but at the same time, you kind of have to enter into anything like this with some degree of, you know, realistic expectation, because the people that are manufacturing and, and designing and building and sculpting this stuff, you know, I think they want it to be as perfect as is humanly possible as well. They don't want to put something out that they're not happy with. But at the same time, there comes a level, you know, where there comes a degree where you know you can only get something so good um, without turning everything over to doing everything, you know, as a scan image. And, you know, we all know what happens when you get scanned heads. You know, they, they, they can look very real to the, to the individual, but they don't kind of have the personality. They don't have the, the animation that, that, that comes from a, from a hand-on sculpt. I often, right. find that, yeah, the, the, I often find that those 3D scans are often always a little flat and lifeless. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, yeah. I don't know what way it works or I don't know how they do it. I mean, you see some of the wrestling figures, sure, that would be fine, but... That's why I do like. I, I, there's nothing. Nothing beats artistic interpretation of the human face. Absolutely, you can't Absolutely. do just a scanned yeah. figure. Uh, General yeah. Giant tried that for a while, and they, and they failed terribly for for a period. You can't just do a scanned figure. You have to have somebody yeah. go in and give it some life. Yeah. and that well, actually does perfectly. Oh, sorry, Mike. One. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was just going to say that actually leads us perfectly into actually the next topic, which would be you know the state of the six scale. What companies are doing well and right, and which ones aren't. You know, I, which I think that that's kind of a nice little segue in there, ingenious mm. little guy there. Mm. Uh-huh. Who's, kick off, who's kicking off on that then? Who's <laughs> kicking off on that one? Yeah, that's a good point. I actually didn't bother with that one. I didn't actually bother specifying who was oh, kicking uh, off on that one, but I guess I can kick off on that one. Yeah, you go. You go, man. Well, I mean, I mean, you have to understand. I've only been collecting these. You guys are far, far more connoisseur, connoisseurs than I am. I am kind of late again. I've only started collecting hot toys and, and these high-end, high-end figures since you know, since since the RMR Mark was mentioned earlier. But uh, right now, I mean, I'm all over Enterbay right now. Absolutely yeah. all over. I got the the Batman, uh, Batman Begins Enterbay. <laughs> it's it's absolutely rocking my socks off. Yeah. I didn't I didn't I didn't actually think what what I would be doing. What what I would do. Uh, when it come out, because there was the there was the um, there was the Hot Toys uh, one six scale, and that was amazing. But and I, and I said to myself, I wouldn't be doing one six scale. But man, I saw these reviews, and I was just like all over them. And it's like and Enter Bay are kicking it out. And I'm I'm not a loyalist when it comes to companies. I just want a decent representation of my favorite characters, be the movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, so I'm not I'm not going to say oh Enter Bay sucks and Inter- on Hot Toy rules or you know vice versa or anything that kind of thing. I'm just going to be whoever makes the better <clears throat> figure. I'm all over it. So right now I'm loving the kind of rivalry between uh, if there is even a rivalry I, I oh, guess yeah. there inevitably is between Enter Bay and Hot Toys but then you do have the other ones you do have the other guys coming out and you know I saw the um, the Doctor Who figure in Forbidden Planet yeah. the other day yeah. uh-huh. and that's made by a British company yeah and the, what is you, that one Mike? Yeah. Do you know isn't that, that uh, Big Chief? Big, Big, Big Chief. Chief, yes, Big, the Big yeah. Chief Doctor Who figure, the, um, the Matt Smith Doctor Who. Now, didn't and you was... find that thing looks so much better in hand than it does uh, in any picture? I mean, I'm, I'm not a good photographer anyway. Well, but I, it's hard... I quite liked it in the photographs, and I saw it in person the other day, but I thought yeah. the, 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 the worksmanship on, on yeah. the final product was a little lacking, I felt, especially on the accessories. On the, little, right. the paint applications on Exonix Grover, they just, the quality didn't seem as up, up to, to, to par on this, but... 
you know, I've never had an A3 toys in my hand, so I don't know what the quality right. is of, of those like. I will, I'll put that to the floor, gentlemen. Mike, do you want to come in there? and? Which what? company was that? Well, yeah, A3 toys. I mean, how, how, what's the quality of A3 toys? I've never had one of those. I wanted to get oh, the Oh, Jeff, Jeff does those a lot. Um, uh, and they are quite nice, right, Jeff? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I'm, I've got one that I'm going to be doing soon. It's the, uh, the Lady Champion, which, funnily enough, is the first time I haven't been blown away by the paint because um, the thing they do so well is, is weathering. Uh, when they do the big, the big robots and they make them look dirty and rusty and oily, uh, I mean, you know, they even they kind of even leave uh, leave, leave hot toys and uh, you know cold in the water because uh, they 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 just really perfected it. And likewise, when they do their kind of clone figures and they make them all dirty and that uh, works great. But this is the first time I've had a figure that is kind of pristine, and she's just this. She looks like a kind of fashion model, and she's got you know possibly long legs and possibly pert breasts and this incredible silhouette, yeah, yeah. and she just looks you know incredible. But because she's so perfect, the paint. Um, you're getting much more into that kind of whole area of kind of designer vinyl. Um, and they're not trying to make it look real. They're not trying to make it look like a Hot Toys or an Enterbay figure. But but it's kind of, it's somewhere in that kind of region in between. And it's the first time I've kind of thought, well, actually, it just, it just, it's not as perfect as it could be. And it's not as realistic. But, you know, it's not trying to be realistic. It's kind of, uh, you know, I just, I just wasn't as blown away by it. But, yeah, I think, I think 3A are, you know, very good when it comes to... Well, you've got a whole bunch of toys, smaller yeah. companies too. You know, you've got Triad. Um, who, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. I, I agree. I I'm not a loyalist. I don't have any particular companies, and I never understood that. I mean, I've seen, I've watched that over the years, and I never understood why uh, people would defend a company to the end instead of really focusing on the product. Um, and and when Jeff and I, you know, we do reviews, it's very important to be able to separate out our feelings for uh, a company from its product. Because uh, I have, I, I can tell you right now, I have strong feelings about certain companies, both in a very positive <laughs> and in a negative way. Uh, and and Which I we have can get to get onto in another podcast. I hope. Yeah, I have to separate that out from what they actually produce. Um, and, and you know, companies like Triad, uh, Go Hero. Um, uh, you know, smaller companies yeah. like that, they're trying to move, you know, they're selling stuff for $100, $120, $150 in some cases, and they're trying to move into that market. But but they're they're really uh, hamstrung by, you know, being able to have a good enough body, uh, yeah. underlying body, and being able to have that, finding a way to get that paint and sculpt to really uh, take it to the next level. They can do yeah. they can do a great job with accessories and outfits. I've seen some wonderful work, but when mm-hmm. it gets to the sculpt and the paint, they just don't seem to have found that that uh, or they haven't sold or sold a satan yet to, to get mm. that level of quality <laughs> of paint that we see from hot toys and enterbay they're Absolutely. doing the lone wolf and cub license too um well you, they, that, that was announced uh, what two years ago Is yeah and they um like, 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 not trying right? yeah yeah and yeah they announced them and then what i've seen sorry no that's right um, no, no go ahead no, we've seen um, some stuff from them. If you follow, I think them on Twitter. I think yeah. if you follow them on Twitter, um, they post pictures every now and then. And recently, I saw um, some kind of more production. I think the production pictures of the cart. Mm-hmm. So um, they're coming. They keep reassuring everybody. Yeah. Yes, these are coming. Sorry, the wait's been long. Um, I don't follow them closely enough to know why. I guess, um, but they do say that they're they're still coming. So. Well, one of the things that I think is tough for companies is that is that there are problems, right? I mean, there were you know, back with Go Hero and uh, oh, what was that other company that was working with them all the time? Executive. Uh, 
uh, executive replica. No, what was that company, Jeff, that was working with a muck time and they produced uh, some oh, of the executive uh, toys, executive it, toys, executive replica, the executive hammer re- and, and uh, replicas, hammer Dracula and some of those. Oh, um, oh no, no, no. Sorry. Yeah, that was product enterprises. There we go. Yeah. Uh, and they were having all kinds of trouble. They tried to do some of the, the stuff for Lost in Space and um, mm. uh, Night of the Living Dead. And um, and a lot of that stuff, you know, behind the scenes, a bunch of stuff happened that collectors wouldn't know about. They had trouble with their manufacturing rep and the people doing the bodies. And there was contractual – I mean, they ended up in court on some stuff. And yeah. it, it, there was all this mess going on in the background. And And I would write a review of something and say, well, you know, the wrist pegs broke and that's a problem. And they would write me back and say, yeah, but you know why? You know it's not our fault. <laughs> I would yeah. say, you know what? Well, I, 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 it's not your fault. But nobody yeah. cares. I remember when a collector doesn't care yeah. that it's your fault or you're not your fault or, yeah. or, or it's some, you know, a hurricane sunk half the fleet or, you know, they don't care. What they care about is I got this figure and it broke. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, it, that's the problem. And, and when you start to get into that high end where you're, you're talking about $120 or $150, you, you, can't, it, you can't have those problems. They just can't exist. And, and the smaller companies, they, they need to understand that. And they are kind of stuck because they, have to, they don't have the infrastructure and the ability to, to, to produce their own body. So they have to go to a, some, some manufacturing company that may or may not you know, give them what they really need. I think I think there is still a niche as well for um, for companies that are making you know toys, action figures, one sixth figures that aren't hyper realistic as well. You know, it's kind of like the triad I figures. I like you know they're, they're kind of good solid well, toys. I, wish, I think there's a market yeah. in that eighty dollar range. Yeah, yeah, if it's the price. Could, yeah, could give you something with that was. That was appropriate to that price. It doesn't have to be hot toys quality, you know, in no. terms of head sculpt and paint. Uh, although I, I have a problem with, it, it, there's no reason why a head sculpt can't be great. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> the price they pay those sculptors to do the initial the initial sculpt is nothing compared to the manufacturing cost of those figures. So, yeah. so uh, that, 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 that's just getting the right talent to do the job and, and being willing to get the right talent. But things that are actually revolve around the manufacturing, like the quality of the paint. You know, you don't have to do that. There's still a market for that. There's people who would be interested in it. Mm. But there's nobody filling that market right now, really. No. I mean, I think the most exciting kind of new company to come, they've only given us one figure so far, is is Blitzway, and that was the... um, they gave mm-hmm. us that um, the Scarface figure, yep. but the the, the, the early oh, pictures yeah, that they've shown, the early that. he's yeah. really good too. I have yeah. him, and I, yeah. I love that figure. And the, uh, have you seen the pictures they've shown of Kalito for Kal- from Kalito's way? I mean, if, if that yes. turns out, if that yeah. turns out anywhere near as good as as the the, the pictures that have kind of been uh, sort of cheat, uh, what's the word, sort of leaked or or teased, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be you know, it's going to be way up there. Um, so yeah, I'm quite, kind of quite excited to see how they follow that up and, and see what happens. It's going to be very interesting to see how like these companies develop and who will rise and who will fall. Yeah. What, what, what all this because it, it, you, you do think in your head like, well, how are these guys making money? Because it's like you know, I've I've done a couple little dabbling of trying to get little items and accessories manufactured, and a couple of my yeah. other friends try to, you know, get uh, a not accessory for like a He-Man figure made, and yeah. it's 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 no mean feat to get something no. actually manufactured and made. So you, well, you see, these, you see these yeah, I've done companies. this and failed. Really? Uh, I was part owner in Flat World Figures. Mm. All right. And we produced oh. Dracula. was our one figure we, we put, out, put out. It was about the same time that Sideshow started out. And so I know all the, the trials and tribulations of getting a manufacturing rep and, and a company to be able to do that for you. 
um, it, it, and not get ripped off. And, you know, it, I can tell you right now the reason Flat World Figures went under was because of those problems. Being able yeah. to 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 work with an Asian uh, rep that 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 didn't was not didn't have the kind of integrity and and business um, integrity that we had hoped. So, I, you know, I know how hard it is. At the end of the day, though, I still know that, you know, I, I remember that frustration of us being late with our second figure, which was going to be Zaro, and people getting pissed about it, customers, and us trying to tell them, you know, it's not our fault. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where I learned, you know, customers don't care. All they care about is you said you were going to be done now, and you're not. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and this, it is this is actually hard for small companies. This particular topic here, Mike, you could, we could actually really expand on, actually. I think so. Yeah. Put, a, put a little footnote on that one, actually, because this is something we could really expand on and go into the details. Because I, I often always wonder, it's like, how do these smaller companies, with their one figure or two figures every six months, how, how do they stay afloat? How, how do yeah. they, can they operate on, a, on, a, on that kind of level with just one figure or something like that? And I, well, and there are companies, like, I, I, I've got to be completely honest, I'm not sure how Medicom is still hanging in there. Mm. Um, they've really, in my opinion, you know, there's only so much room at the top. And yeah. Hot Toys and Interbay really seem to have it right now. And, you know, I, I recently guess. got a Medicom figure. Um, I'm not sure you guys will know who the character is. Um, he's a, a character from a Japanese comic book. Um, but he's done really well. It's almost oh. like Medicom stepped their game up. Because um, I have, an, I, I have a, a ton of Medicom figures that couldn't tell you offhand how many um because i used to collect a lot of them before i kind of got more into hot toys and um switched over a little bit but uh this figure is really well done the box is really nice his accessories are really really good the tailoring's good the head sculpt good is good it's it's almost on a different level from what you'd expect from medicom um well uh, part of the problem though too is like like i said there's only so much room so if you've got hot toys and interbay uh, producing and and getting the licenses—that's the other thing. Yeah, you know, is, yeah. is being able to get the licenses, yeah. and then Medicom's got to try to carve out their piece of your your pie because they really have to get that same market that's buying those six scale high end figures. Yeah, um, there's only so that pie is only so big, and yeah. and right now they're the ones seen in third place. Yeah, I so I, I imagine it's very difficult for them to keep. Yeah. Uh, you know and they're going to have to figure out a way to to get known again. Uh, yeah, like and I think being a Japanese company, you know, their product is kind of you know looking at you know world finances is always going to end up being more expensive. Uh, just you know just from the way they they kind of put it out. But I, I find that's kind of like you know it's it's a poor answer, but it's kind of like I don't really know how they're going to get over that. I mean, the last couple of Medicom figures I got were. Um, I mean, if I picked them up both on kind of uh, on discount, was the, uh, the the Harry Potter figure they did, and also the Max from where the wild things are. Um, you know, I pretty much oh, got nice. Harry Potter for my for my daughter for her to have, kind of have in a room, but he kind of he stays in the dining room anyway. And I just really wanted the Max figure, um, and I like both of them. They're not Hot Toys quality. They probably ended up, if, if I'd have bought them if they weren't on discount, it'd probably cost more than Hot Toys, which is that's the thing that really sticks in people's craw. Mm-hmm. But they're both really nice figures, but they're just stupidly expensive. And that's that, that, therein lies the rub, I think. Yeah, I think this is definitely 
definitely something we can can expand on. I think probably all little topics we've covered so far today we can always do, we can yeah. really easily expand. And we could talk about these other topics, but I I do particularly like the idea of, of discussing what companies are are, are doing what. But mm. uh, we are coming to the, the near, near the end of our recording now, so I was just thinking just real quick before we before we wrap up the show, I was just thinking just briefly, you guys, each of you, uh, what uh, what figures are coming out in the next few months that are either particularly looking forward. I mean, what, what's next on the delivery list? What's actually, uh, what's actually coming in, for starters? Obviously, besides Luke and uh, Batman, what else, is on the, uh, what else is on the list that you guys have been freaking out about? For me, personally, I cannot wait for that, um, that Captain America. I, I'm really excited by him. I have the other previous two Captain Americas, but there's just something about the colors red and blue and a big blue shield that just drives me nuts. I love him. <laughs> I have to. I'm, I'm really interested to see how the Hulk's going to turn out. Oh yeah, because he's he's oh, going to he's going to be a big old lump of uh, vinyl and plastic and rubber and cloth, and for him to to work if he does work, which hopefully he will, I think that's going to be that's going to be quite a thing to see. But there's quite a few bits and pieces sort of blipping on radar. But yeah, that that's one that I'm just I'm just I just hope it gets done right, and I'm I'm just interested to see how it looks. Cool. Well, yeah, Jeff kind of stole that one from me. I am looking forward to the Hulk. It'll be interesting to see how Hot Toys handles something so different. Yeah. Uh, in terms of size and style, uh, I also I haven't bought any of the uh, the Interbay HD Masters that you guys were talking about earlier. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, and I'm really looking forward to the Joker. The the, the mm. uh, you know that that's I, I'd like one of those that I could put in with my uh, premium formats. Yeah, because mm. um, I tend to do only premium format figures of movie characters. I don't like I haven't done any of the DC stuff from Sideshow. Yeah. Um, and uh, that Joker, the, the 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 Ledger Joker, would be a great addition if it turns out well. Yeah. All reports yeah, sound really good at that figure. Yeah. James, what are you looking forward to? Um, I guess everybody kind of stole my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, all the Avengers stuff uh, looks really good. Um, I'm really curious to see how they end up doing um, the Mark Seven Iron Man because there's been those kind of rumors that he's going to be in a different kind of material. Ooh, um, right. Like a, a, some kind of metal, Ooh. I think is, is what I heard. So that oh, really? has the that might be really uh, different and cool compared to the other Iron Man. There's, um, that might be really different compared to uh, what they've done in the past with Iron Man, so it might be cool to see something that kind of separates itself from the rest of those figures. But all the Avengers, I've got Hawkeye coming. Um, and he looks, I think the production head sculpt on that looks miles better even than the prototype, which isn't, um, if you follow the forums, what people are really saying right now. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Um, yeah, Hawkeye does yeah, look badass in hand, doesn't he? Yeah. he? He's awesome. So, Well, I don't have him in hand yet, but from from the in-hand pictures I've seen, he looks so good. So I'm excited about him, too. He's, he sold up pretty quickly, too, didn't he? I mean, he seems to be, like, I think the Avengers figures are really going to do really well. But so yeah, far, Nick I mean, Fury does look that way. sold out and hard to get as well. I had an awful time tracking him down. Well, there um, you go. Oh, well I think that is an absolutely excellent place to end our premiere show. On our next recording, we will be discussing Breakage Nightmares. <laughs> we will continue some of the topics we've already discussed on today and develop more on those and stuff like that. Uh, the Poppies and Potential Nominations, the Allure of Limited Edition and Numbered Certificate Fetish, and of course the latest news and reviews from the finest action figures our great species has to offer. We hope you've enjoyed this first class affair of a podcast. This being our very first podcast, we don't expect to, expect to get everything right in our first try. See, there you go already. So we're asking you, the person with the ears, remember we talked about you earlier, that we previously mentioned, uh, for feedback and suggestions. If there's a topic you feel we should be covering, please let us know. If, however, you have any disparaging remarks about any of us, 
we'll be sending in the dogs. Thank you for allowing us into your SSD, and as with any high-end figure, always, always handle with care. Good evening.